0: hello everyone. hello hello everyone welcome to another episode of this, this is, is six hey girl hey. hey girl hey how y'all doing
1: it's a day it's a yeah, day yeah yeah i'm doing all right doing all right
0: good good so i have a topic i kind of wanted to talk about i wanted to talk i've actually wanted to talk about it um for a little while but um, I guess I should warn everybody: this this may be a triggering episode because we're going to discuss sexual assault today. I want to talk about Mr. Bill Cosby, ooh, Cliff Huxtable. Oh my goodness! the oh. daddy of of the black people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about him because I'm sure y'all are aware. But a couple weeks ago, he was released from prison because mm-hmm. um, his conviction was overturned and i have feelings about that mm. um and we haven't oh, you should. I, I don't even i don't think that we've talked i feel like we've mentioned like the me too movement and i think we we may have mentioned sexual harassment and um, slut shaming and things like that in the past but i don't know that we've done a whole episode on it um but i just i have feelings i have feelings and i feel like we should just get it out I feel like these are things that I'm sure a lot of people are feeling as they're reading headlines about him mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. as well as the people around him who support him oh
0: yes mm-hmm.
2: and how we feel about their support mm-hmm. public support and how we feel about how we should respond, or what we're seeing the responses to be.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I could, I, am happy to start. i you know, when I think when Bill Cosby was first arrested, and I imagine p- people who listen to us have know Bill Cosby and know a lot about what he's done. But I think the my first thought when he was arrested was, not Cliff Huxtable, mm-hmm. <laughs> not him, not him. Um, because I think, like many of us, and at least in our age group, right, we grew up with Bill and Claire Huxable. We grew up with that family, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and he was a family man. He had a bunch of kids. His doctor. We saw
2: and, ourselves as one of the as one of the Huxtable kids. Yes.
0: yes, yes. And so I think hearing those accusations initially were re- was really heartbreaking, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, at least challenging for me and challenging for me in a weird way, because I am an OBGYN. So I take care of women. So I, I think I connected with him as an adult in a different way. Uh-huh. Uh, but I also am a woman. Oh yes. Because Dr. Heath, he, Heath, Heathcliff- 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 an OBGYN? An
1: OBGYN.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I feel like it, it, it like rocked my core. Like, mm-hmm. Like, wow, this is a guy that I've watched since I was little who I always wanted to be like mm-hmm. and who inspired me to a degree um, to go into medicine. And he's accused of not just, not just asexual. So Does it? But a lot of Does sexual it? <laughs> Um And I just remember feeling like, what is happening? <laughs> What's happening? Mm-hmm. Let me uh, ask. Let me ask you this, Dr. Clay. At any time during that, did you say to yourself,
2: "I don't believe this"?
0: I think in the beginning, yes, because I think I think we do this a lot, and I'll be the first to admit. I think we do this a lot. We confuse the Cliff Huxtable with the Bill, Cosby. Bill Cosby, the man, mm-hmm. and and I think you know who I. Who I was seeing being accused was Cliff Huxley and not Bill Cosby. so I had to really separate the two of them. Mm-hmm. One is real and one is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I try to give everybody the benefit of, of the doubt in the beginning. Like, hey, I need to I need to see it. Um, but I think once woman after woman after woman mm-hmm. after woman is coming and saying the same things, you kind of have to sit back and go,
1: I'm hmm. <clears throat> Right, right. Maybe there's some truth to it. And yeah. the same, like, you know, for me, I'm a first generation college student. And so the spinoff from the Cosby show was A Different World. Mm-hmm. And, and so I will tell anybody A Different World is the reason that I went to Howard, it's the reason that I wanted to go to college like people in my circle college was not a thing that we talked about nobody had that lived experience so that's where I saw it at like that's where you know a lot of things kind of started for me and so um, yeah it was I think it was surprising but not surprising I was kind of because there had been rumors for a long time right like Mm -hmm. there had been these rumors circulating that Bill Cosby was you know drugging women and I think it might have been some, I don't know if was it wasn't in his routines I don't know but it was out there before you know like maybe uh-huh. it happened and quite honestly I think in our community a lot of people were like I mean it's mostly white women you know I've heard theories about the Illuminati and he was about to buy right. a network and right. you know, white people didn't want this you know established black man to be great but not mm-hmm. all of his victims were white women and I think you know in the case of sexual assault I mean, you know, I ride for my people, but it's like, (laughs) you know, I don't care who they were, you know, like, this is dozens, dozens of women. And I I think for me, you know, I will, I mean, it's out there. Anybody who knows me personally knows that I was a big, long time diehard R. Kelly fan. I was just going to say Mm-hmm. Uh, i mean i was at all the concerts i would see him in multiple cities on the same tour and then when when i say it would be like you your mommy your grandmama i mean it was like multi-generational like mm-hmm. this man could sing about a scrambled egg and like have you like, like what? <laughs> yes and so i think when you know surviving r kelly came out i had to sit with myself like you know damn. you had to mourn right. right and and i think you know there was no like mr huxtable and mr cosby with r kelly but yeah. i think i i sat with watching the music versus the man the music versus the man and also his own sexual trauma as a kid uh okay. because it was documented in the well, it was talked about in the documentary and mm-hmm. so you know i part of me felt bad for him as a child. And, you know, there were allegations that he had been assaulted by his older sister and right. possibly some, you know, other close people. And so I think, you know, and and this is why this conversation is so important. I don't know Mr. Cosby's history. I mean, he's an 83 year old man and oftentimes people who perpetrate have been assaulted in some kind of way. And so, you know, I think that's why what we do is, is so important because at what point, and I'm not making excuses, for bill cosby or r kelly but you know at what point does like this child who was violated who grows up to perpetuate the cycle that was you know
0: he was Mm -hmm. thrown
1: into like at at what point do we like heal and rehabilitate and help versus like you a grown man now you should have known better you know
2: let me me ask you a follow-up to that did his current age ever play a role in how you felt about the case because he is 83 years old.
1: Oh, with Mr. Cut, Co- you know, and this. Uh, so it, if I was being honest, I would say yes, because so first it was kind of like, well, this man is 80, you know, he's in his 80s, almost 80, uh, his health is failing. But at the same time, I know when I heard the lady who had a falsely accused Emmett Till was still alive and well, and mm-hmm. just her statement, I know it's a very visceral, that bitch needs to be locked up. <laughs> yep. you know it's a very yeah. visceral like okay i mean he he's dead and ain't coming back you know it's damn
2: you lied
1: and right and caused this this boy his life yeah and so with with bill cosby um you know it was it was some of that too, like, I mean, if it happened, I know if I were the victim, right, I think Mm -hmm. that as someone who has been sexually assaulted, I mean, I never had anything prosecuted or anything like Mm -hmm. that, but I think, because I I really believe, especially as a clinician, you don't know what you would do until you are truly in that situation, but I think that I would want I would want justice in some kind of way. And I mean, I don't give a damn if he was 95 because you're dealing with the the physical, sexual, mental, emotional, cognitive. Ramifications experience. of that incident. Forever, Forever. you know. Forever. I mean, you know, and they're like, I mean, sexual assault victims are more likely to deal with PTSD, intimacy yep. issues in their relationship, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression. So, you know, even if this thing happened to you in the eighties, early nineties, um, you know, it, it happened to you. Exactly. So I think, you know, and I'll just go on and say too, because Mr. Cosby had donated so much money to like HBCUs and things, mm-hmm. I think we, it got so nuanced because, i I, I, like me now like if an r kelly song comes on i won't play it but if it comes on like i'll just feel bad or you know i might turn (laughs) a couple of times i have listened to a few songs like oh damn it still sounds so good and i feel really bad but you know what though?
2: Now when I listen to his music, I'm like he's telling me exactly yeah. what the ladies yeah. told me. Yeah. When he's, you know, the Leah song, AJ, nothing but
1: a number. He has a he lot of times when he talks like, about asking for ID and stuff. I think you know, I mean, yeah. somebody from a psychoanalytic standpoint, <laughs> you know, we can talk about how exactly. he really was. His his music was was his journal. But yeah, I think you know, Cosby gave so much money, and I, you know, when people were breaking ties and, you know, rescinding their honorary degrees and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was wondering to what degree, like were they giving money back or like, is that, I don't I know, but I'm just saying it's, well. it's so nuanced. As well. So because nuanced. the money
2: that he gave did so much good, mm-hmm. but does that take away all the bad that he did to all these women? And does that give him any, grace as if i know i did all this bad stuff and i am trying to internally make amends with myself and my god whatever that looks like for him by doing these acts of good or do i truly believe like i didn't do shit wrong and these women just are hanging me out to dry for absolutely no reason
0: and ruin my life So i was gonna say so you know for people who are listening, right? at this is sex, we, we get controversial as fuck up in here. So we, at least I'd like to think we see shit from all sides because I mm-hmm. have this disagreement, argument, whatever you want to call it, with friends and family of mine who are older generations so or our parents, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people will look at the Bill Cosby situation and say, okay, clearly drugging somebody is wrong, mm-hmm. but what the hell was she doing over at his house? You know, at two, o'clock in, the morning, one, two what, o'clock in the morning, yeah. right? And I think from like our parents' generation and what was passed to us was like, you don't, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'll speak for me. You don't do shit like that. You don't put yourself mm-hmm. in situations where something can happen.
2: Mm-hmm. So, but I, isn't
0: that, doesn't that go back to things that we've
2: discussed in previous episodes about? how women are trained and sexualized versus yes. how men are trained in sexualized.
0: Yes. yes. And so that, and so that's why I think that's where I was going is okay, so um we talk about Bill Cosby and how awful the things that he did, how awful he did. And in, in those same conversations, you will hear people say, but well, what was she doing over there? And why was she there at that time? We, and we really think blame they the, about- we blame the victim because
2: it's easy for us and we don't have to challenge our feelings about it.
1: Right. About patriarchy, especially. Right. And right. even in this community, because I think, you know, we can have conversations about, you know, white male, you know Hugh Hefner. Milk. Exactly. We can talk about that. And I even have heard people say, Well, Hugh Hefner, you Hefner ain't never get arrested, and you know, yep. stuff like that. And it, like, and, yeah,
2: it, oh, it just it makes me so
1: but, but but right. And it's like, but in this community, I think, and and it's something I noticed like I mean, even down to like household gender roles and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's like, why are women in particular always responsible for a man's actions? Whether yes. you get assaulted, whether you get fucked, whether, you know, he's happy, whether yeah. he think you get his meal fixed for his plate fixed first. It's just like, no, no, nobody. And, and I, I mean, I was taught the same thing. You know, you yeah. don't be out late. You don't be in no man's house. Don't be dressing scantily clad, Mm -hmm. you know. But it's like, you know, the truth is, honestly, if you walk down the street naked, nobody has to be able to walk down the damn street. And I think I don't
0: know. Someone has said this, so I can't do not credit this statement to me. But somebody has said this instead of teaching women what not to do, what not to wear, what not to say, where not to be, teach your men how to not rape, or how to not assault, or how to not touch people without- Inappropriately. And inappropriately. So, you know, I, I, I think it, it's, it has challenged me personally, right? Because I think we all grew up very similarly. We That's what we're told. You know, your, your goal as a woman is to be married, have a family, take care of your husband. And I think back in the day, like our grandparents' age, women did that because that, that's who provided for you. That's who fed right. you. That's who clothed you. That's who pro- provided a home for you. Um, and so you wanted to make that person happy because that was how you survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't need motherfuckers to survive now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- everybody can go to school. Everybody can get degrees. Everybody can can develop a skill. People can work. People can take care of themselves now. So this idea that I need to take care of you so that you can take care of me just don't work no more. Mm-hmm. So. Now I can be sexually free. I can be physically free. I can be emotionally free, and not and should not have to worry about what you think what I'm doing means. Mm -hmm. I wear a fucking short skirt to the grocery store. Now I'm a hoe because you don't like what I'm wearing. I ain't wearing shit for you. Right, I wore it because it made me feel good. Exactly, and so I, you know, I it. It's challenging because part of me is like, yes, there are certain things. I never want to put myself in harm's way, mm-hmm. right? But there are also where even if I put myself in harm's way, harm's harm way, should not so, come well, to you. Harm should not because. come to you because you should have enough respect to respect another human being and get their consent before you do anything, Yep.
1: Right? And this issue is so prevalent because statistics say that every 68 seconds so almost every minute an American is sexually assaulted and one out of every six American women have been the victim of attempted or completed rape in their lifetime one Mm -hmm. out of six so even though this issue affects both men and women um it's one out of six for women and it's only about three percent for men and this is according to RAIN, which is the Mm -hmm. uh, rape and incest network uh Mm -hmm. and so yeah I mean it's a very prevalent issue. But I, I think, you know, what we're talking about is so important in taking that the shame off the victim. And another thing I think that has been going around in the community that people, you know, have just been putting out is that, you know, this release, it was because, you know, he was wrongfully convicted. and it was release. not the case well, exactly. at all. He was not released because, you know, the conviction was overturned uh or something. Because like of that. bad yeah you know like it, 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 was, my God, it was a he left. La- he got
2: released
0: simply on
2: a technicality yeah that they used information that they were not supposed to use mm-hmm. period Yeah,
0: it, it didn't matter that you know 50 plus women came and said that he does this kind of stuff um i think the hard thing for me as well is i feel like a lot of us know that bill cosby did a bunch of shit he had no business doing Mm -hmm. that was criminal Mm -hmm. (laughs) right Mm -hmm. and then when you see somebody who is educated Mm. who is black Mm. who is female Mm. who is
1: about
0: about Well, well respect about to or has walked into a position at a university that- That prides encur- itself. Encourages and prides itself- The mecca. On the, on, on the education of black women. black women say some shit like, oh, we're so happy he was released because you know justice has now been served. I'm sorry, you getting the smooth fucking side eye for me. Like- Yeah, you are. And, and <laughs> then, you
2: know, at that <laughs> point- you can be you can be relieved that your elder friend, your 80 plus year old friend your, friend, lifelong friend, friend. friend, your lifelong friend is going to be able to live his days outside of lockup. And you can do that silently and privately.
0: 100. You know, just I, send I, I him a appreci- fucking
1: text message. I appreciate knowing where she stands because I I appreciate full disclosure and knowing what, people right? And transparency. To- exactly. And, and I, I can, you know, I can understand, like you said, her supporting, you know, this this is her homie like they work together but i you know i was talking about this and i think uh cuz we were talking about having more guys on the show and this is something that i have been talking about in my group chats for a while as a single woman but i think this could be like a blog or a book but this whole notion of Unconditional positive regard. In therapy, that's what we give to our clients, right? It's a one-sided, one-way relationship. That means if you tell me you murdered someone, molested someone, you, you had homework and you weren't able to do it, you got fired from your job, you whatever, I am always going to be uh, a sounding board for you, right? There's no judgment. I'm always going to see the best in you. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to be like, okay, uh, you know, Dr. Clay, that was, uh, you know, let's talk about that. Like, I'm going to call you out uh, using our rapport, but I'm going to give you that unconditional positive regard. I'm always going to hold you at a certain place. And I think, Black men expect that because they get it. And and I think that's what she was giving in that moment because I always say, and I love y'all, but if somebody came and said, you know, Dr. Clay you know, ran over a cat and left him dead. I would be like, oh my God, no, she did. I don't think Erica would ever do anything like that. And I think that there's a way, because I always say, you don't know, I don't know what I might do. So Mm -hmm. I think that there's a natural inclination to come to the defense, especially Mm -hmm. in terms of integrity and character of a good friend or family member or colleague. However, I mean, I think that, you know, there, there's a way for me to say, that's not the Erica I know. That's not who I have ex- experienced her to be. And I can vouch for that. And right. I can say, however, I understand that, you know, these these charges or whatever, like her killing the cat and leaving them for dead is atrocious. And yeah. I don't know how that came to me because y'all know I don't like animals. But, <laughs> right. but, but,
2: but, just, but you know what though? But with someone having a platform, Mm-hmm. of appointed
1: newly appointed college
2: so you transitioned from purely entertainment mm-hmm. since, you know to now you're in higher education mm-hmm. but your platform has just grown even mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. why not use that platform to either uplift the women that you're going to be working with the women that surround you or focusing on what the real message is in that situation
1: so she retracted it. Uh, obviously the, I don't like the backtrack
2: and I, I think her thing was uh
1: I think it was political because the university issued something and she you know subsequently issued a statement and I think that they said she was going to undergo excuse me training and um <laughs> <coughs> yeah. excuse me what she should have done is shut the fuck up
0: exactly send right. him a text right. message so glad you're getting out. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. like why like, did why did it have, did it like, have as, to be as so somebody public. who is now supposed to be the face of, or you know one of the faces one of the most important people yep. and one of at, the most important Howard institutions in our community right you're supposed to be the face of a of of one of the HBCUs like yeah. all of our HBCUs are wonderful in wonderful schools but the HBCU that has gotten a ton of of um of press because of our you know our vice president that's up in there now okay mm-hmm. but, so this school has a ton of press right now and then for you to do that without thinking without like, I and I imagine it was again, this is her longtime friend, right? I imagine yeah. she was excited, she was happy because whatever whatever anybody else believes, she supports him and that's fine. Right? So I'm sure that she got excited and just blasted something out. But, like, I need you to have thought about your position. Right. I need you to have thought about you as a black woman how is that going to come across?
2: Whether you as a woman or not, yeah, you as a woman, how is that going to? I mean, when you think about um, Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. R. Kelly, Russell mm-hmm. Simmons, when mm-hmm. think of all of these Black men, influential in our community, how a woman can so, and this probably be unpopular, but I'm used to it, blatant disregard and seems so very selfish in the moment and self-serving. Like how could how could you not think that you were going to face some form of backlash, mm-hmm. but that now the people that you surround yourself with that look like you are going to respect your position in our community any longer? But
1: but this is this is my thing with Felicia Rashad. I think she was out of pocket. I think she shouldn't have put that text out that whatever she her tweet I think that she retracted because they made her Mm -hmm. I think that she's only still in that position because she is a distinguished alumnae of Howard has given a lot of money has made a lot of contributions to her field and so that's why they kept her and that's why they put out that you know that PR she will do training blah 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 however I guarantee
2: you that she, her stay there will be abbreviated.
1: It, it probably will. But this, this is my thing. And I, I think that she's wrong. Like that's, that's period. However, I think that like, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Her support of Bill Cosby has kind of become, I'm not saying what we're focused on, like we're talking about that in this conversation, but it's kind of like Bill is out, he was sentenced to three to ten years, he served 10, dozens of women came forward, and Felicia has kind of gotten caught in this.
2: He served three, he served Three. 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 <laughs>
1: three. Mm-hmm. <Yeah>. three. <clears throat> and so she has kind of gotten caught up in the cancel culture. And I think like for me. I feel, I feel like that's nuanced too, because it's like, this is a black woman who was supporting. I mean, she's just operating. Like here we are saying like, this is what we got brought up on this too. Like, you know, how many of us know uncles and cousins who Mm -hmm. heard molested cousins, so and so, but we just don't Mm -hmm. talk about it. and so and so stay with him and that was so long ago like you know everybody moved on and so you know I also feel perplexed because this is you know a black woman and you know we don't get the the same opportunities to make a mistake and not they don't even have to be our own mistake her mistake Mm. was supporting and being loyal to this friend and like we talked about you know Bill himself you know has done a lot of good done a whole lot of bad but Mm. you know I do feel a way about like damn you know like, like she's
2: almost getting beat up more for the support Mm -hmm. than he did for the whole and and that's that's my thing
1: because it's like my gosh because you know i'm in a whole lot of like uh hbcu alumni groups a whole lot of like howard grad groups and stuff like that and you know there was like there is a whole movement of like get her the hell up out of there and it's just i don't i don't i don't know where i sit with that but i feel like i think i think by the end of this
2: upcoming fall semester Mm -hmm. she's going to put out a statement about you know i've enjoyed my time at howard and realized that maybe perhaps my presence is you know i don't know doing more harm than good or a distraction from the real and that she will leave by january
0: i what's valin you bring up a very good point that i think might have hit my soul a little bit because this happens often
2: mm-hmm.
0: where when you have a situation that involves a black woman and a black man, the black woman is blamed, beaten, tore down. Like, I, I think it, remi- it reminds me a lot of the R. Kelly situation where you have these grown women mm-hmm.
2: you know, who don't know
0: what's going on and or, or he's, you know, he's taking advantage of these young women, these young black women or women of color and the blame goes to them or Mm -hmm. their parents or like, it's, it's crazy because you're right. She is receiving a huge amount of backlash more for the support than for the actual act of sexually assaulting many, many, many women, um, which is far more egregious.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, and why is that?
1: right well I guess that's the way that it's always been right and I I think to some degree it's it's sort of this notion that like you got to protect black men at all costs and like we'll be all right you know like whatever hell may come and I'm not I'm saying this and like I'm not excusing Mm -hmm. what she did Mm -hmm. and I think that the 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 reverberations the repercussions of her supporting this man which a lot of people are um I just I just think it, it happens too often and I like one of my friends said to me like like how do we how do we truly live black girl magic like how how is that operationalized because it's always you know like we can write it or whatever but like how come we aren't able to give each other that unconditional positive regard i know some people probably listen like fuck her fuck you too if you support her but it's kind of like you know i'm just i'm just saying you know she she made a mistake but this was, it's like damn that wasn't even my bad like this was my bad on my homie bad and speaking yeah. on my homie and it's like if I'm gonna have my bad this is gonna be a royal fuck up that I did but right
2: like if know, I gonna get the backlash it's gonna be for some shit that I did right it
1: ran the other way but it's just so unfortunate and I, I, I think that this happens a lot to to us as black women Um, But I think, you know, the intra-racial dynamics between Black men and Black women, I think they don't get more obvious, any more obvious than when you talk about not even just sexual health and, you know, gender roles and stuff, but when you start talking about sexual assault and when we Mm -hmm. really get to the nitty gritty of like, you know, I know people can't see us, but when I was saying, you know, in our families where... We know of or have heard of or even other families of people you know like cousin so-and-so you know, I heard he was touching on that girl you know it's you know his mm. step, stepdaughter or whatever and that's why she moved out or that's why she went to live with cousin so-and-so and you know we yep. were all nodding so I, I think when we but, talk about stuff like, like this is like and we you know we're not supposed to be talking about the shit like this that that's what really- I was
2: about to say sexual assault inappropriate anything molestation all of that within the black community is so taboo and so hush hush that the mere fact that we are talking about it shows how we are advancing and evolving the conversation because the generation just above me no no discussion about it
0: at all i you we we all i think i think have family members or somebody close to us or whatever that have gone through some type of sexual assault the statistics prove it right somebody we know and i agree a lot of it are a generation above us and are on down mm-hmm. if it was in the family it was like okay so something happened we don't talk about what happened and we just go move on and what happens is that is what leads to an R. Kelly and a Bill Cosby and mm-hmm. people who continue per- to perpetuate that cycle because in our communities it's it you know you don't you are trying not to put you know, You don't want nobody to go to jail you don't want to put nobody out you don't want to we don't talk about our anybody. business right you don't but want to also anybody
2: we at- we go through that well don't let so-and-so go over there because you know he he touched them. You know, don't go let so-and-so go spend the night over there because you know, because you know. Well, everybody knows it, but we're still not going to discuss it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and just like you mentioned before, you know that financial aspect is such a big part of abuse and how it's perpetuated because so often, you know, these guys. And I'm not saying that guys are the only people who perpetuate sexual assault because I know from talking to several guys and providing therapy that many of them were inappropriately touched as young, young or adolescent boys. And so, uh, but I think that whereas women might be more inclined to say they were raped or sexually assaulted or violated or something like that a lot of guys who i've talked to have sort of internalized it as like a rite of passage you know like oh i was fucking 23 year olds when i was like 12 you know i don't think why is that okay at that way but you know as a clinician I'm like okay you were assaulted <laughs> you were yeah, violated right. by a but even
2: with that it's is so different from boys versus girls I was just again, about to say
0: that like, boys
2: will it's a badge it of is, honor it's, it's girls positive. it is nothing but shame
0: yeah it is positive it is encouraged it is given accolades when a young man is like oh yeah I'm 17 I'm you know I'm fucking 23 24 25. I'm pulling I'm pulling these old ladies right. or whatever right right as a as a young woman if you pull an older man ho slut whore
1: home you know, putting, yeah. putting yeah. the onus on the the girl the woman the, the yeah. female right yeah. like oh it, I'm just it, mature it. for my age no he is a child stalker yeah
2: he's grooming you he can't get women his own age you are not much you are not that damn mature Like you are 17 16 15 years old and somebody 30 years old is interested in you
1: Mm -hmm. right right you are not but again a lot of the conversations are are being had with girls you know and I think that they're appropriate about self-esteem and consent and things like that however And, you know, I I think that we also have to have these conversations where there is some education and accountability with adults, especially these guys, you know, like this is not right. I don't know if y'all ever saw this and I don't,
0: and gosh, I wish I could have, I wish I would have thought about it before so I could have, I could have tried to find it. But there was this, I believe it was a YouTube video of this really young black boy. He, he had to be like eight, nine years old. And it's him talking to his older brother about how he's going to get some pussy. And he was talking about the game he was going to run and how he was going to do it and how and what he was going to do, where he learned, the porn he watched to learn from it. And his brother is like, yeah, 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 that's what you said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm teaching my brother early. And I remember the video was sent to me as a joke. Like the person who sent it to me thought it was funny, right? And he was like, oh, look at that. It's funny. And I was just like,
2: it's sad. This
0: is this is how rapists are born. <laughs> like, this is this is how men with fucked up relationships and fucked up views of what sexual relationships and consent and things are supposed to be. This is where it starts. You have this eight year old little boy who, instead of playing with GI Joe or Barbie <laughs> or yeah. doing whatever whatever eight year old children are supposed to do. He's talking, he's talking to his older brother about vagina and that's encouraged. Yet, if I say the word clitoris to somebody who's eight. Girl. If I say, let's put your daughter on birth control to manage her periods. Oh, we don't talk about birth control because she's 14. She's too young. It's going to make her have sex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, yeah. It's, it, there's such a stark difference. And we wonder why when our, and especially, especially African-American men, you wonder why when they're 25 and 30, they have these really jacked up views of what relationships and sexuality and mm-hmm. and conversations around sexuality are supposed to be like. They're, yeah. They think we're, they're think they supposed to have conquests. Yes. Not relationships. Yeah, you know? I mean,
2: it was, it's so interesting because I've talked to two or three guys um, just over like the last probably five, 10 years talked about when they were in high school, how they were fucking a teacher. And I'm mm-hmm. like, is that when it happened? Is that when it started? I
1: can name, I can not. name five to 10 right now, guys who have it's, told me that. It
2: And I think, you know, I, we, I can't even remember her name, but she, the girl that got pregnant by the high school student and she had to go to jail and she got out oh, and they got married, yeah. married and... Yeah, yeah I can't I, remember. Yeah, yeah Mary Lou Retour- Laterno, And I'm like, when... There was another one just in the news, probably in the last six months. And I'm like, why are we not in a position? How have we created environments where teachers are now seen as and have been for a while? It used to be, oh, look at so-and-so. She got a big booty we have in full blown sexual relationships. Like where did those boundaries and everything get so blurred or is it like everything else going back to Bill Cosby that social media and real time um, news without the, de- without the delay has created an environment where we just see it more because we know sexual assault has been going on you know, incestuous relationships, molestation, and people, you know, using their positions of power to take advantage of men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we think about where is the safe place for us to send our children, we've seen it in churches, we've seen it in schools, we've seen it in in all of the environments that we are supposed to hold near and dear to our hearts, that are supposed to be institutions that completely protect our young people Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's just it's so disheartening to see and then you go back to the the issue with Bill Cosby of positions of power and the the idea of you know getting your role by laying on your back and all of this is just like what just happened to people just being good people mm-hmm. and looking out for each other and taking care of each other and not to the detriment of someone
0: else? I think we just see it more. I think just like um, with the Black Lives Matter movement and the amount of Black men and women who are killed for less, just for mm-hmm. bullshit, mm-hmm. it has always happened it's always happened. We just see it because we can record it now and we can put it on YouTube and we can, we report it faster. Like, I think this has always happened. I just think we can see it more Mm -hmm. and it's highlighted more. um, Which, which also makes it kind of, at least in my mind, a little bit or not a little bit, a lot unsettling because, you know, we see these stories every six or seven months, right? And there's all the stories that we don't hear. Like how much is this, this is happening so Mm-hmm. much yeah
2: and you know we we, yeah. we we got as a community we got so upset with R. Kelly because it was children mm-hmm. we got upset with them because he was one of our how many high school middle school elementary school classes thing and I believe I can fly at graduation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so we felt like it was a personal um it was it was a, a personal attack on our community but we mm-hmm felt betrayed, like it it directly impacted us regardless because it was about our children. Mm -hmm. But then when we look at the Bill Cosby issue, he was really the first high profile African-American man that really had a case of this magnitude. Mm -hmm. We had seen Harvey Weinstein and we had seen the, uh, the other dude with Pedophile Island. And so we had seen this in their community. But when we saw it in our own community, it just was like, how, how dare you?
0: Mm-hmm. How dare you? And, and I think what, going back to what Valen was saying, and because it is so ingrained in our communities to uplift black men and protect them and support them at whatever expense, I think it was that much harder.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's why people still struggle. People still be playing R. Kelly. And even when you give them the side eye, they be
1: like, But I mean the music though. (laughs) The irony of Bill Cosby is this Bill Cosby, okay, we got The Cosby Show, we got, you know, A Different World, all this good stuff. But for so long, Bill had been the epitome of respectability. Politics and our so, community. why y'all out there with them pants? Okay. You? Why, are you about, why you calling each other You know names they won't be able to get a job with. Like girl, I, I'm so glad that I just had this Piven because I'm like, damn, girl, you ain't even say. I mean, he, like, respectability. I think plays into all of everything we've been talking about this whole time, but it's like he has been the epitome of. You know, you carry yourself in a certain way. You talk a certain way. You represent the community in a certain way. And it's like, and you didn't win and get this shit, motherfucker. Like...
2: <laughs> of all the things you could have done, you might as well have mm-hmm. sold drugs to children in
1: public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that was like an added layer of betrayal. And honestly people who are not on the Bill Cosby train, I think that is the fuel to the fire of like this motherfucker, you know, like, a, okay. like it, had, it had to be something because it's like you, here you are, you know, this whole how we need to be mm-hmm. and, and you're a whole fraud.
0: Complete well, fraud. And, and you- we've seen that, right? Like that was the whole Derek Jackson situation that came up. That, I mean, there's so many instances where you look at me and be like, don't do that. <laughs> like, I need you not. You, you are too well known. You are too respected in our community for you to be at. For, don't do that. Please don't let it be true. And that's why so many people, I think that's why so many people in our community struggled with believing that this, that, that. Bill Coffey would actually do that until, I mean, the droves of women who showed up. I don't, I think people even then were like, no, nah, no, nah. they, no, nah. what do they expect to happen? They say they are at 2 a.m., like, you know, because they didn't want to challenge their own beliefs yeah. or, you know, yeah. or like me, they just, it, they had found it difficult separating
1: Bill. Good, good people. In. good people do bad things. They do. And bad, bad people make good decisions sometimes yeah. you know it, it doesn't mean that you know because he he had he was such a pillar that all of this stuff wasn't possible but I think sometimes we have issues personally like you know us as individuals sort of reconciling like because for so long I think even as a kid you know like stranger danger it was you know kind of like instilled in you to like bad people people have like a certain look or a certain demeanor or certain whatever and it's just like this man was a monster and to think of you know most of these women talked about this was you know they were like up and coming or aspiring actresses and you know people in the business so when you get into just the nuances of that power and control, you know, like, I mean, because that's a lot of what sexual assault is about. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, and we could even have a part two on just the, the sexual impact, because, you know, right. people who have had a, a physiological response to being sexually assaulted, you know, oftentimes, you know, have issues dealing with that, because it's like, well, I know, not well, so yeah people have people can have issues yeah. sort of de- dealing with that and um, but really just understanding the body you know will respond to a stimulus and, yeah um, or t- yeah to stimuli and and that and does- that does not equate
2: to consent period right. yep. I don't know but I think that we're 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 not done hearing um, public outcry on this
1: mm-hmm. situation
2: yeah. and I do not believe that Ms. Rashad um, has fully faced the community and the public's wrath yeah. for her support. Yeah.
0: yeah, I, I agree that I would be shocked if or if Felicia Rashad is on staff at Howard university for much longer than a year, um, just from a liability standpoint <laughs> yeah. and um, knowing what Howard stands for and what, um, how Howard, you know, portrays itself. This is not, but she, I mean, she's going to be all right. She rich. It's not like she, you know, if she loses job or, you know, like her, she's going to lose a house, but it's, I doubt that she'll that she'll be there for very long.
1: So y'all we'll see. Well, before we before we wrap up, I just want to. Thank everyone for sitting with us in this uncomfortable place, this mm-hmm. vulnerable place, this nuanced place. And uh, as your resident clinician, I would like to provide a hotline number. If you or anyone that you know uh, is dealing with sexual assault, the National Sexual Assault Hotline is free and confidential and 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can contact them at 1 800 656 HOPE or 1-800-656-4673. That is it for now. And perhaps you all will join us on the next episode of... This is That.